From, Barry Howard Minkin's book Brainwashed. America's Cultural Revolution. Solidifying Mediocrity and Reverse Discrimination. For a brief, shining moment, the principle of colorblind justice was recognized as the law of the land. But all too soon, that principle was thrust aside by the Nixon administration, to make way for a system of race-based entitlement. The critical events took place during the Nixon administration when the so-called Philadelphia Plan was adopted. It became the prototypical program of racial preferences for federal contractors. In February 1970, the U.S. Department of Labor issued an order that the affirmative action programs adopted by all government contractors must include goals and timetables to which the contractors' good faith efforts must be directed to correct deficiencies in the utilization of minority groups. This construct of goals and timetables clearly envisioned a system of proportional representation in which group identity would be a factor, often the decisive factor, in hiring decisions. Embodied in this misguided bureaucratic verbiage was a policy requiring that distinctions in treatment be made on the basis of race. This is an anathema to all the American values we hold dearly and against what I and others fought for in the civil rights movement. This language has allowed a newly protected class to become reverse racists and use fear of our own government's equal opportunity laws to bully fearful executives and administrators. They successfully seated their diversity apostles into the power positions in our schools, government, and businesses. They, in turn, follow the party line and hire, promote, and contract with their less qualified insider buddies. Later in this chapter, I will highlight the Boeing case, where race rather than performance or experience determines hiring and pay grade. The bad guys are now the good guys. Minority criminals and illegal aliens are now seen as victims that should be given voting rights health care, schooling, child care, support, and other benefits, some not available to law-abiding citizens. Gangster logic has become chic to the left. This dystopian logic states that we, minorities, are victims of society, so if we commit crimes on society, we should not go to prison. We, minorities, should not be profiled, though statistically we are much more likely to commit crimes. I'm looking at a description of a suspect who stabbed a 14-year-old girl after stalking her. Nowhere is the race of this suspect mentioned, because the local police and newspaper find that it is more important to be politically correct than to take dangerous criminals off the street. Because minorities are more heavily represented in prison, in 2018, the imprisonment rate of black males was 5.8 times that of white males, while the imprisonment rate of black females was 1.8 times the rate of white females, their cheerleaders contend that there must be something unfair about the system. They do not consider the obvious fact, those minorities commit much more crime and if they are ever prosecuted, they end up in prison. Duh. Google Whitewash. If you need to see another of the multitude of examples of blatant left-wing Google bias, try to search the percentage of blacks committing major crime like murder, rape, and armed robbery in the US. What comes up instead is their selection of left-wing sites offering opinion and cover by their left-wing pantywaist friends and similar smoke screens and excuses for black incarceration. As mentioned in an earlier podcast, Google is no longer an objective search engine but instead has become a sewer line filled with whitewash to cover the simple facts such as blacks and illegals commit a disproportionate majority of our crime. Moreover, in spite of or perhaps aided by Google fronting for them, the impact of blacks blaming others for their bad decisions and getting advantage based on their color rather than merit is to degrade their race, themselves, our country, and our founding values. We need to have DOJ step in and break up or at the very least take away section 230 which protects the owners of any interactive computer service from liability for anything posted by third parties. The idea was that such protection was necessary to encourage the emergence of new types of communications and services at the dawn of the internet. These companies, 
rather than play a role as objective non-biased interactive computing services, decided instead to be brainwashed puppets of the left. They have become dangerous monopolies promoting nanny state propaganda over objectivity. How can a brainwashed student finally get the facts if Google, Twitter, and Facebook are all part of the racketeering efforts to hide or shape the truth and perpetuate left-wing myths? Finally, how sad to watch the destruction of our legal system as the oversupply of lawyers, many paid by our government, tries to prove the one creed that all prisoners share, that they are innocent. Teen Idol Other blessings to society from the diversity idol include minority pop gangster culture idols that are foul-mouthed and inarticulate, with large gold chains, diamonds, and other bling, and who wear baggy pants that are great for concealing weapons. These ignorant losers, who extol drugs, nice asses, and violence while playing with their genitalia on TV, have been allowed to become role models for our children. For example, Netflix, with board members and associates like the Obamas and Prince Harry, promote shows like Cuties where girls as young as 11 shake their booties and perform their best imitation of their slut-like role models. In her book Think, Straight Talk for Women to Stay Smart in a Dumbed-Down World, author Lisa Bloom reveals that 25% of young American women would rather win America's next top model than the Nobel Peace Prize. Many of our youth say that their role model is either from Hollywood or the sports arena and compare themselves to images they see of celebrities. Among those girls, almost half said that celebrity images make them feel dissatisfied with the way they look. Therefore, appearance is among teenagers' top concerns, teen girls in particular. Following rap gangsters, shallow, unscripted Hollywood braindead, empty vessels, and the all-star team of irrelevant dumb jocks who think mother is a two-syllable word, helps provide the manure necessary to grow new generations of brainwashed noxious weeds on weed. Indeed, our youth are like Pinocchio who, after a time of -of out-of-control indulgence on Pleasure Island, was slowly turned into an ass by unscrupulous profiteers. Signs of our youth becoming jackasses abound. For example, could you imagine the most searched person on Google in 2019 was Antonio Brown, the free agent wide receiver? Brown, 31, played one game with the New England Patriots before he was suspended from the team while the NFL investigated his behavior following several sexual misconduct allegations. Brown also got into Twitter fights with the NFL and made controversial posts on Instagram. In 2018, Demi Lovato, a pop star you probably never heard of beat out Meghan Markle and Brett Kavanaugh during a year rocked by celebrity cheating scandals, controversial YouTube stars, and the hashtag MeToo movement. Lovato made headlines after she was hospitalized for an apparent drug overdose. The hospitalization was just weeks after the singer released a song called Sober. What has happened to all those consumer companies? They take pride in their social responsibility programs, yet promote these losers and their reverse racist, anti-American agenda to help them to reach target demographic audiences. To stop this madness, we must boycott the sponsors and the programs that are polluting future generations.